don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Out there, you just have to fit into a pattern that somebody's already laid out for you. Life we live, you have to set your own patterns, your own ideals. You have to handle the whole job yourself. Yeah. Did I lose you? Did I? Did I? Did I lose you? Did I? Did I? Did I lose you? What's up, man? It's your boy Tank Ocho, Easy, D Voice Assassin, that handsome big fella, and we back with another uh, episode of Did I Lose You Series Two, here with uh, Stebo. Well, you can introduce yourself, sir. For sure, man. My name is uh, Steven, um, Stebo Robinson. Man, that's what I'm known for. So. I'm going to go by that name, Steven Stebo Robinson. Steven. Yes, sir. Man, what's, what's been going on with you, brother? Not much, man. I'm just excited to be here, man. I appreciate you having me here and, yeah. and definitely excited to talk to you today and catch up, man. We haven't seen each other in a while, man. I think this mm -hmm. past weekend was the first weekend I've seen you in maybe in uh, about six months. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, you don't fool with nobody, man. I don't know what's going on, brother. You know, man, I'm... I got to uh, stay out them streets, man. I got to stay out them streets and stay in my bed, man. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so, uh, appreciate you coming through to the studios. It's no. kind of like that Temptation studio. This ain't no studio, man. Stop it, man. We in the Temptation basement right now. We beating on the wall, telling them to be quiet. We trying to cut a record right now, man. Stop <laughs> it. Hey, what, what was the girl's name from Hustle and Flow when he told her to turn down the fan? <laughs> Nola. Hit the fans. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I, uh, I got a little something, man, but it ain't a lot. Man, I got a lot to write. Hey, man, I still got more to write, man. <laughs> hey, man, why you stopped us, man? <laughs> but no, no, no. But, man, I brought you through because, man, you know, you got an interesting story, man. And you, uh, you know, you one of them guys I know that always set goals and achieve them for yourself, man. Yes, sir. Go ahead, uh, tell them a little bit about you, man. Well, um, you know, my name is Steven again. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, born and raised. And uh, we can get a little bit more of that, you know, as we talk about it. And uh, currently I'm a, a minister at One at Christ Baptist Church down in, in Jefferson City. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also work for Enterprise Car Sales down here yeah. in St. Louis. So I, I commute down to Jeff City every Sunday. Yeah, give me your car sales pitch, man. Your car? What, what you trying to buy today, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I sell your car, man. Yeah, if y'all need a car, man, hit them up. Yes, sir. We're yes, going to add them on here. Shande in the Honda, pull out in the Hyundai. <laughs> man, how how did you uh, become Minister uh, Robinson, man? What, what what happened with that? Like, well, you know, they they saw how I rocked the crowds at the talent shows back in in uh, at LU, man. Oh, uh, uh, this because you when you was a rapper. Let me hear you make some Holy Ghost crazy noise right now. Let me hear it. Come on, <laughs> come on. This dude's silly, man. No, um, you know, it was a calling over my life. And uh, I think a lot of people that I hung around knew, but they, they never really talked to me about it per se. But, you know, we had a few conversations. I think me and you even talked about it a few times. But mm -hmm. uh, just in general, man, I, I had a calling over my life, man. And at one point in my life, it, it, it became more of a tug of war with me and God, man, until I just gave in to that battle and, and, and allowed him to, to have his way in my life. Yeah, man. It was like... Um... 
it was crazy when I sent it on. I'm like, dang, man. You know, for for the people out there that's that's like wondering, is it for real? Because they always see you doing something. Mm-hmm. You're always doing something. Is this something that's that's latest and new for you just to be doing it, or this is something you very serious about? Man, I'm I'm as serious as a heart attack, man. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm four years in my three three years in in January. January 18th was my anniversary of th- three years of being a minister. And I think for a lot of people, it, it was a surprise, but then it wasn't. But it was still like, man, is he playing? Or some people may not even take take it yeah, serious. Yeah, you are a jokester. I'm, I joke a lot. Yeah, I joke a lot. But that was one of the things I prayed for. You know, I told God, okay. like, man, if I do this, if I if I preach mm-hmm. your word or whatever you want me to do, I want to be myself. Yeah, and I want to be realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, to those that I come around, I don't, I don't are are not realistic, but relative. To the people that I'm around, you know, and I think that because of my story, he allowed me to to be successful at that, you know, and and and, and I'm just thankful for it, man. You know how mm-hmm. it is, you know, you know how I was in college, you know, yeah. and I don't know if you see any changes or not, mm-hmm. you know. I'm still funny, probably funnier than you, of course. But yeah, I got baptized, man. Pastor Howard baptized. I remember. Me, He's one of those one of my favorite people from Jeff City, though. You know, uh, he definitely up there in the top five of my favorite for people. sure. Yeah, he's uh he's actually a bishop now, and mm-hmm. uh, he, I mean, just in general, man. I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. Can I tell you the truth about him? Oh, real quick? Hey, that's why we're here. I did not like Pastor Howard when and I met him. Why is that? He's uh so he's real close to my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I came to uh, Jeff City, uh, he was real close with my sisters, and uh, I'm talking about a great relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, my father passed away. Uh, when I was not, and shoot, in '92, so I was 15 months when he passed away, and he kind of took on like a father role, you mm-hmm. know, to my sisters, and they they looked at him as such, and I didn't like that, mm-hmm. you know. In fact, I I kind of I was a little upset about it, you know. I felt like my dad was gone, you know, and yeah, I know it was kind of tough for you hearing him like call him uh, daddy, dad, or pops. pops, or you know, I'm like, huh, who yeah, is that? I'm saying, who yeah. is this dude, man? I didn't like him, you know, yeah. and and. and I literally had I I didn't like him. I always gave him a chance, but I didn't like him. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, but as time went on, man, I saw I started to I started to see the love that he actually had for for my family, including myself. And uh, it became more of a appreciation thing from me instead of mm-hmm. a, a grudge thing. You know, I you know I had to accept that my father is gone, and and God has allowed certain people in my life to to be a mentor for me and, and yep. a father figure for me. So, mm-hmm. but like I said, man, it is, is, he's definitely a great guy. He's definitely my top five, if not, you know, top, top, top five. I know I said top five, but he top two and he's not two. Yeah. What's that from, man? That's that Drake. Now you already know, man, I'm still relatable, man. <laughs> yeah. Top two and he definitely not two. So, I mean, with you living in St. Louis, how that works out, like, I travel, so I, travel. I I drive every every Sunday that I can. Uh, obviously, it becomes more of a difficult thing, especially I travel a lot, man. So mm-hmm. I, I um you know whether it's out the country or whether it's to another city and, and visiting, yeah. I, I still enjoy my life, mm-hmm. um, which I, I've been allowed to do so. But um, every Sunday that I can, I, I literally go up there. So for people that really think it's it, you know they want to know if it's real or fake, you know. Yeah. Try riding with me down that that, that mm-hmm. road every Sunday and see how I feel. And what time you come back? I come back right after church. You know, I, I leave. So I leave here around eight 
8 o'clock, 8.30. Uh, service starts at 10.30. If you're in Jeff City area, definitely stop by. Um, and then I leave at the service typically around 12.30, 1 o'clock, man, and I okay. head back. Give them, give them the address, man. Uh, it's, it's, I believe it's 901 uh, Jefferson uh, Street in Jefferson City. I thought you was about like 901 Shelby Drive. Look alive, look alive. Hey, I so thought you was about to say. <laughs> I should have said 901 man. Shelby Drive. Look but, alive. Uh, but uh, I got to uh, I gotta go up there with you, man. Yeah, man. That's pretty dope, man. Come, come, man. I, uh, I, I got baptized at that church and uh, gave my life over to God at that church. So next time I preach, It's definitely preach, near man. and dear to me. Yeah, um, that I go up there and I appreciate it to uh, see just to see everybody grow because it's like everybody been there since we was in school, and it's a few people that end up you know end up staying getting jobs at the university, mm -hmm. and just to see you know their kids going there now, it's a beautiful thing, man. For sure, most definitely, man. So do do you travel with the word? Like, do you you go on these trips? Or are you going on retreats? Or? No, I have I have uh, preached in multiple cities. Um, mm -hmm. St. Louis specifically because it's home, yeah. um, and and you know, but I have went to Kansas City and places yeah. like that and, and gave a word or or things like that. So you know, I have traveled and I do travel. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm definitely a willing vessel, man. You know, as long as I'm allowed to, man, and as long as I have a blessing from my bishop, and as long as God directs me, I'm there, man. Mm -hmm. I'm there. So. But so with with you being a minister, so you don't drink or uh -oh. cuss anymore. Come on with it, Tank man. Come you on. don't drink or cuss anymore. Now listen, I'm, let me make it clear, and this is my belief, and I, I'm not going to speak for my church, and I'm not going to speak for my bishop. I'm I'm gonna speak for myself and what I believe. And if anybody has a question about it, they can ask me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily think that drinking is a sin, mm -hmm. but I do believe that drinking or I, I should say i think that we all have our own sins okay and for me and i'm sure you can attest to it mm -hmm. you know drinking for me was not always a good thing mm -hmm. and uh i stopped cold turkey at least six to eight months before um i've actually even thought about yeah. um ministering so mm -hmm. it's, it wasn't because I, I became a minister that I stopped drinking. I stopped for myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been sober for four years, you know. And I say sober, some people get kind of, you know, shook and like, man, you an alcoholic, you know. But no, I just feel like I, I noticed the things that were um, were causing me not to be, you know, who I wanted to be, you know, and I stopped it. Mm -hmm. and it. And along with cursing, when you curse, man, your vocabulary is lower than what you think, man. I started using words. After I stopped cursing, man, I stopped using. I started using words I ain't never used before, man. I was oblivious to how many words I can actually use in a <laughs> sentence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I started using words in the right way, man, and and it feel cleaner, man. I'm not lying to you. It feels mm -hmm. it feels like you're clean when you do mm -hmm. uh, put away the drinking and put away the cursing, man. So I, I just did it for myself. I'm not saying that you should do it to be safe, yeah. but you need to figure out what you know what your sins are and get rid of mm -hmm. them. So I mean, how? I mean, how how it happens? Uh, I'm sorry, I said how it happens. What about situations when you uh, with your friends and they, you know, what I'm saying they indulging in a few things yeah. that you don't necessarily do uh, agree with? Do you leave at that time? Or no. no. Are I, you that person like uh, from uh, the guy from In Society? Hey, man, we ain't <laughs> supposed to be doing this, man. Uh, no, man, you? I'm I'm not. Uh, what's his name? Sharif or something? Yeah, Sharif. I'm not that man. No, no. See, 
like I said, man, my biggest thing, man, even when I was, if you think back in college, man, I, I did a lot of things in college. I was Mr. Lincoln. Mm -hmm. I was working for the police department. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I was around a lot of things, you know, mm -hmm. both negative and positive. And in a way, you know, people might have might have wanted to not do certain things around me because they knew what I was doing, you know. But yeah. in general, man, like you my family, you know, I thought a lot of people I was afraid when I became a minister, dog. I'm not wow. lying to you. I thought I was going to lose all my friends. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was because I don't call like I don't like what do I call you? You my what? My brother. brother. Mm -hmm. Like I don't call people friends typically. Like if you my friend, yeah. if we close, you my family. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was gonna lose all my family members, and uh, because I felt like that was the main thing we all had in common. Man, we used to we used to have some parties, man. Yeah. And uh, so I was a little nervous, man. I'm not gonna lie to you, you know. But it's not the the liquor that kept you know kept our relationship going it was actually the love that we all have for each other and what mm -hmm. we was actually doing we was actually spending time with each other even though we was drinking we were still getting to know each other so yeah, we started to know our dislikes and, and mm -hmm. likes you know it, it became a um you know more more than than just partying you know we became true. family even though liquor is the thing that brought us together so yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna Stop messing with you because you you drink. That's that's your that's your decision. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. I'm not gonna stop messing with you because you curse, and it don't affect me. I don't let anybody dictate what I do and how I move. Like I'm a man, mm -hmm. you know, and I learned that a long time ago. Like you gotta move how you want to move. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So nah, man. I think I, I think that's important too, man. Um, ain't nobody gonna look out for you more more than uh, ain't nobody gonna look out for you more than yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's important that you stay grounded, that you always pay attention to, you know, your business, what you need to be taken care of on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. Because if you can get lost in worrying about somebody else or worrying about their situation or I wonder what they're doing. I wonder if this, this, and that. And you'll get lost in yourself and, and you're behind the eight ball when it finally get uh, get to you. Right. You were know? you in Jeff when I became a minister or were you... I was in Kansas City. You was in Kansas City? Yeah. What did you think, man? Like, what what was, what was your first thought, man? I know you said you saw it on Facebook, and it was like, ah, you know. But I'm, what, what, did you, what did you think? Like, did I you... honestly think uh, I knew it was going to eventually happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but I wasn't surprised or anything like that. I was more worried about, like, what other people going to think. Like, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was just like, I wonder what other people think. Because other people... You know, they probably see the goofy Steve-O that crack jokes on them, but they don't know the serious, you know what I'm saying, intimate conversations that you you share with people and, you know, how you will build and, you know, help people out and just, just be there, man. Yeah. And um, I just was concerned with that because I didn't want nobody to, you know, slight you or put, you know, uh, put bad names or wish bad on you for, you know, putting yourself in that position, giving your life over to God. Yeah. And because it, you got to be careful, you know, you know, be careful who you let pray for you because they man. they praying a different, you know, different gods. You sure you ain't no preacher, man? That was some word right there. <laughs> no, 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 that's the truth. I no, I ain't trying to preach. I'm sorry. That's the truth, man. You know, and, and I agree with you, man. It, it's it's crazy though because it happened. You know, yeah. I, I had a lot of people, man. Like even with me being, like I said, my prayer was to be relatable. Period. Mm -hmm. I didn't care how. I just didn't want to change, you know. I didn't want to yeah. change for the bad, you know, but mm -hmm. change for the good. And but I still wanted to be Steven. I wanted to be Stevo. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted to. I wanted to figure out a way 
uh, for Steven and Steve-O to coexist in a world. Yeah. And um, it happened for me, you know. But I, man, I, I've been, I didn't received all types of criticism for who I am and how I move. You know, I've been called mm -hmm. a, uh, a lukewarm Christian. You know, I've been mm. called, you know, um, a fake preacher. You know, I've been mm. called all kinds of names. This stuff I ain't never shared before. I never yeah, told anybody. I never sad. told my mom, my sisters, nobody. They told you to your face? Told me to my face, told me on the phone, you know, through text. Some people didn't even want to text me back. Like, I remember it was a young lady I was talking to, which, which we were really good friends. And two different denominations. She was like Catholic or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were good friends, though, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I text her. She texts me in the morning. This was Sunday morning. And she texted me like, hey, what's up? I said, nothing. Uh, I'm in church. And she was like, uh, oh, okay. I said, did you go to church? Because her church service started at 730. They have an early service. Yeah. And uh, she was like, oh, so you holier than now now? You know, start going in wow. on me about, you know, about my life change, man. And, and that happened. Like, I had people just kind of shun away from me, but they wasn't my family. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it wasn't true. It wasn't true. And, and. I'm better without them, you mm -hmm. know. I, I don't miss anybody, you know what I mean. So yeah. because everybody that that I love and everybody that I care about and everybody that cares about me are still here, man. And I know some people still probably look at it like, uh, you know, this, yeah. you still be on Facebook and uh, yeah, doing rap battles and you know, yeah, they see those things. They like, man, yeah. this dude ain't no preacher, man. He ain't serious, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, in that same breath, man. You know, I'm able to reach so many people because I still do yeah. certain things like that. You know, mm -hmm. even kids, man. Kids see that, they be like, man, you cool, man. Like, you cool. And mm. that don't mean I accept, you know, the bad things or the, the, the things that, you know, the negative things people do. You know, mm -hmm. but I'm open-armed. You know, I'm here mm -hmm. to talk to people and I'm always here to relate to people and, and, you know, figure out a way I can help them. True, true. You ever, like, um, thought about writing writing a book? Yeah, I'm actually working on a couple books right now. Okay. Uh, one is, this one is actually real relevant, and I'm going to say it here right now, man. You get the exclusive right now, man. Exclusive, okay. It's called The uh, the Unspoken Truth About Leadership. Okay. And it's actually speaking on something similar to, to me, right, mm -hmm. as a minister. But it's, it's going to direct towards the President of the United States, teachers, ministers, managers, um, just any leadership position. It's the unspoken truth about it. The difficulty of of actually being a leader mm -hmm. and actually, you know, who who for instance, man, you you right now if you had a problem, if you had a situation, you might call your mom, right? Or somebody mm -hmm. that's really in church or whatnot, they might call their pastor or bishop. Who do they call? You know what I mean? When they're going through something tough in their life, who do they speak to? Yeah. You know, sometimes they they just on their own. You know what I mean? It's some stuff I can't talk to people. I can't talk to people about certain struggles that I go through because they look at it like, man, you you a minister, you know? Yeah. You ain't supposed to be struggling with that. We all human. At the we end all of that. human, and I I still believe that you can be saved, but still need deliverance from something. Mm -hmm. So you know, I ain't trying to preach right now. I'm a hey, no, nah, give it to him, man. But you, you know, know people, what I'm saying like people, they might need this today. You yeah, know, they like, might be listening. This. A person might need it. Exactly. Even so, though if we reach one person that hears this, that that's one person, and, and that's that's the goal today. So uh -huh. you can still be saved and still need deliverance from something. Okay. Now I'm not saying accept your flaws and accept the negativity in your life. When I say accept, that that, that don't mean you know what. So let me let me be clear. Accept those things and understand those flaws make you you, but don't settle with those flaws, mm -hmm. right? 
But still in all, like you still need delivering from certain things, you know, and I think that we miss that point. We think that once you're in church, you're good. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like that's once, so true. Once you're a minister, you're good. You're in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or once you help somebody, once you stop on the road and, and pass out money, like that's that's a brownie point for you to go to heaven. You good. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. It don't work like well, that, you gonna man. You're going to keep track of that. Uh, remember that time? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, Tank, man. You know, I, hey, I let you sleep on my couch this time, man. You can't let me sleep. You know, yeah. it's not about those things. You know, mm-hmm. it's about moving in life as if, you know, God is with you and which he is. You know, move move Christ-like, man. And, and and that's what I'm about. Like, I make mistakes. Well, no, scratch that. Ain't no such thing as mistakes. I I, I have uh, Chance said something. In his last uh, in, in Cardi B song, okay. did you listen to that album? Look at look at Mister Listen to Cardi B. <laughs> did you listen to that? It yeah. was a good album, man. I don't care. I like yeah. music, man. Uh, but listen to a little bit of it in this song, and, and I like positive music. And that wasn't a lot of positive music, but I listened to that that song mm-hmm. uh, with Chance. Mm-hmm. And he in the hook it said, uh, you know, uh, made a couple M's with my best friends, turned all my L's into lessons. See, even when you think that you're losing, yeah. You're really winning because mm-hmm. you learn from that situation. That's why it can't be a mistake. As a human, you can regret things, but mm-hmm. everything happens for a purpose. True, true. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm about, man. You know, think about mm-hmm. it. You know, you know. I know, I know your story. I know where you came from, mm-hmm. and you know a little bit about mine. Like, it wasn't easy, man. Like, my dad died at 15 months, man. I like, I I turned one in August. He died in November, mm-hmm. and um, it, he left. Um, me and 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 my si- my siblings, so it was four of us. You know, he had three children. My mom already had a, a daughter, my oldest sister. And when he left, man, it 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 was so easy to make quote unquote mistakes. Yeah, because I I, I use that as an excuse, right? You mm-hmm. know, like my dad gone. You know, I didn't know how to talk to women. I didn't know how to talk to to people, to men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In general, like I didn't know to look at look in somebody's eyes when and to show them respect. I didn't know those things. Yeah. So I felt at a disadvantage. It felt like I was. It felt like everybody was skating with two skates, and I was trying to keep up with one. You know, I had a disadvantage, and that was difficult for me growing up. You know what I mean, and I used that all throughout my 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 high school, mm-hmm. elementary, middle school career. You know, I used that as an excuse. Like it was hard. You know, so I was flunking out. You know, I almost uh, I almost flunked sixth grade and fifth grade. You mm-hmm. know, I almost flunked high school. In fact, mm-hmm. I graduated. People don't know I graduated out of summer school. You know, and Lincoln mm-hmm. was the only college. So you didn't that walk across stage. I walked across the stage for for. Uh, <laughs> For a summer school ceremony, and you know you don't need tickets for those, right? But yeah. I had sixty people in attendance. Yeah, at least they was there, man. They was there to support, man. They was there to support. Mm-hmm. But just in general, man, I'm just thankful for all my experiences. Like none of those are mistakes, you know. They're all lessons, man, and I'm thankful for them. And they got me here, you know. And that's how we met, man. That is true. Some of my mistakes then, you know, we met like that. <laughs> we, we met then, man. Man. T- Let's let's take them back, man. How did we meet, man? I don't remember. Man, I can't talk about that, man. Oh, it's one of those. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> we uh no, we can we can. Uh, mm-hmm. How did we get cool though, man? It was like uh, it was a party. It was a keg party, huh? It was a keg party, and uh, 
I don't know why, but I like you was just cracking up, man, at my jokes, and we just going back and forth, making jokes, and like you was funny, I was funny, like mm-hmm. we just kind of linked up, kind of combined there, yeah. And from there, we just started hanging, mm-hmm. and I think it was really through uh, Dre and uh, Allen, I think. Yeah, it was. I think so. And uh, I actually, kind of, I was with Boss, I think, and Mike uh, Boss, Mike Boss, shout out to Mike Boss, man. yeah, shout out to Boss, man, and. Uh, we 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 linked up through them and we me and you actually just exchanged numbers. Man. Oh, I used to have uh, kickbacks at the crib. Yeah, used to have kickbacks at the and crib. play space and uh. And I used remember to, me and Pierre was tearing y'all up. No, pieces. that's not true. <laughs> that's, oh, oh, that's not true. Oh, tearing y'all up. at my house when y'all came through. I used to have space night. That's not true. Oh, we used to kill y'all, dog. Me and X ran through y'all table. Oh, you. You remember X, don't nah, you? Nah, I remember when we was at Helena house too. We was down in that we kitchen. Beat y'all, we oh no! Pierre, bring that up. How we ran through y'all there too, boy. Stop, this boy. It's okay to lose in space. It's boy. cool to lose in space, but I ain't never lost. I used to stitch you up, boy. Nah, Stitches. Man. Nah, we wouldn't have been cool. Man, whatever. Get out of here. You know, man. he's the type to lose in a fight and be cool after. <laughs> that's that's nah, what take no. is, man. I ain't that type, man. But it, it was a good time. But man. that's how we got. That's how we got yeah. cool, man. And we uh. <laughs> We found I can't say everything or how we got cool, but mm-hmm. we was at Specs when we really got cool. I don't know if you remember that at all, but we was at Specs, mm-hmm. and you uh, you was like, man, before we could get cool, man, I gotta tell you something. I told you about what's the name? Yeah, I ain't, yeah. Gonna, I ain't gonna say it. On, <laughs> on, on there, I had to, like, man. I didn't want that to be awkward, man. Yeah, man, but no, and that was re- so. I'm gonna tell you, and I actually, uh, I, me and you ain't really talked about that, but I actually just spoke about this to to one of my partners. And I said, mm-hmm. when he told me this, man, because he told me something. Basically, um, it's, it's, it's equivalent to him talking to one of my ex-girlfriends or something like yeah. that. It's something equivalent to that, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And when he told me this, he was like, man, we cool, man. Like, I look at you like my brother, you know, but uh, I, can't, I can't keep hanging with you without, without having this on my chest, man. I, I got to tell you this. And he told mm-hmm. me, but I already knew. But when he told me, like when you told me that, man, I gained so much respect for yeah. you, dog. I really, I really did, cause I appreciated that, yeah. you know, because I like I don't think you knew how much um, the situation meant mm-hmm. to me in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? But man, that's so much respect, and that's and I think that's what really kept us together, the respect of it, man. We mm-hmm. always talk trash, man. You know, from from even slapping each other in the middle of uh, yeah. My, it was- yeah, it was crazy. My party, man. But yeah, we we got so much respect for each other, and that's pretty much what kept it cool, man. Yeah, that's that's deep, man. And um, you always been there, man. I give you a call. You know what I'm saying? You always come through. I ask you for something. You know, just just always being there, and your friendship was real, man. And on the last uh, session, I sat down with Coop. I talked about uh, you know, surrounding yourself with other people that's you know, successful and that's, that's doing well, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of elevates your game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of gets you a chance to put that mirror back on yourself. Like, all right, what I'm doing that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I agree with you. Like, I remember it was a, a prophet, man. He told my cousin, he was like, man, you smart, but you hanging with the dummies. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm Never like ten when he said that. Yeah. But he basically was saying like, you basically you shouldn't be the smartest person in your your clique, man. You should never be. And and even with that being said, even if you are, like, you should still be able to learn from those around you. And I, you know, mm-hmm. we kept each other around, like we've been feeding off each other for years, man. And and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, just think about it, man. We we went to Lincoln. 
you know, mm-hmm. the real the real deal Holyfield school, man. Yeah. Like where if you can make it, it was the New York of HBCUs, man. Like mm-hmm. if you can make it at Lincoln, you can make it anywhere. And I say that and I, 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 I want to encourage all my Lincolnites, like straight up, if you can make it at Lincoln, you can make it at anywhere, no matter what your situation looks like. Yeah. The reason I say that is because if you go back in time and look at all those friends you hung with freshman year that's not there, that didn't graduate. Mm-hmm. And you look at them, you talk to them about it, they be like, man, I had to get out of there. It was too much partying, man. I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of my friends were gone. But if you look at the people that did make it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They doing well. They doing well. Yeah. And and that's that's because Link, if you can make it at Lincoln, man, you can make it anywhere. And yeah. I mean that, man. All those obstacles and hurdles and scrub parties. Man. Yeah, scrub parties, <laughs> off-campus parties. You can make it through that. You can make it through anything. You can make it through it's anything. a it's a lot of distractions up there, man. man. You can definitely get distracted. I'm still trying to figure out how I became a minister, man. I'm still trying. To hey, out. people. Hey, people was probably wondering on Facebook, man. He <laughs> was probably like, man, he was just kicking it with me the other week, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and just jump on Facebook for a second, man. Um, you know, I I enjoy you know. Uh, Getting on there sometimes, like just checking on people, seeing, you know, you know how my family doing. Oh, what's going on with my uncle out there? Right. What he doing? Oh, he's going to his kid's graduation or things like that. But it be it be some situations where I think people tend to put their business out there. Yeah. You know, such as you know, oh, I'm lonely and uh. Nobody wants to talk to me, and I'm gonna be single forever in situations like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and they put negative things out there, such as fights and different stuff like that. Um, I mean, what do you say to that when you continue to, you know, you in your position? Do you feel obligated to reach out sometimes to maybe, you know, inbox them or maybe call them because? I think people, a lot of people use Facebook for their personal diary, and they put a lot of their personal stuff out there instead of reaching out to someone. Man, that's that's actually a great question, man. Um, because of my position, do I feel obligated to reach out and you know pretty much say something? I'm not gonna lie to you, I have. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an obligation for me. It's more of a want. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've done it for my family. I got little cousins mm-hmm. putting up, you know twerking videos and yeah. they got kids or putting up half naked videos and, and, and pictures and they got kids. You know, or, or or they put up, you know, some people put up pictures of, of just just things that they do, you know, whether it be alcohol, drugs or whatever. You know, they do things like that, man, and it kinda throws me off. I actually deleted the app. I don't have the app on my phone right now. Okay. Um, because I got tired of it. You mm-hmm. know, I think that a lot of I never like venting to the world about my personal issues mm-hmm. i think facebook should be strictly for networking and having fun you know i think the things that we kind of did you know mm-hmm. the wars that we used to have as far as like the rap battles and stuff like that's cool you know it kind of yeah. gave everybody a show and something to mm-hmm. be entertained about but and it was it wasn't negative you know we brothers you know what i'm saying it wasn't a yeah. negative thing of fighting and things like that but mm-hmm. I don't feel obligated, but I want to, and I typically do. You know, especially if I know that person, I tell them like, "Hey, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't let no, don't, you don't tell everybody, you know, this business." Or yeah. I give you a prime example. I'm not gonna say who, but somebody I knew personally put up 
the amount that they were receiving for their income tax. Mm-hmm. Like they took a picture of it. It of wasn't just yeah. That's it crazy. wasn't just like you know, hey, uh, I'm getting this amount. Yeah. It was like the actual factual check or you know picture of what it was. That's crazy. And people getting on the the, the comments like, yeah, you know, what's up? You need a uh, you know a baby daddy. You need a boyfriend for this. You know, and that's that to me. And I got on there and I'm like, yo, like. Keep your business to yourself, you know. And certain things like that is not for everybody. You know what I mean? It's like I don't air out dirty laundry to the world for the world to see, man, because it's my dirty laundry. I clean it first, then I put it out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's important, man. That's why I deleted the app, though, just to get away from it. Yeah, I know a few people that got uh, rid of it. And, and you know, women. You know, you, you put on there that, you know, you're single, you're alone, this and that. You got to be careful what you put on there because you're you going to send out for the wrong guy. Desperate. That's yeah. what it says. Desperate. Yeah. And you and somebody that you're going you gonna to attract the guy that prey on women, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, prey on women weaknesses. And um, he's going to use that to his advantage. So definitely don't put out there that you're desperate or you're weak. Continue to put out positive messages that you're strong, that you had a great day, that you're going to continue to have a great day. Post that picture where you're looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let them know, hey, no cloudy days, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, man. I'm with you on that. Because you got to be careful, man. It's, it's, some, it's a lot of predators out there, and it's a lot of people that's not, that's not out there for you. Yep. You know what I mean? They're for themselves. So I always try to, you know, put that out there when I see somebody, you know, my friends or Sisters or little cousin, I'm like, stop saying that you bored or putting that out there mm-hmm. on Facebook. Are you at home alone? Yeah. Or this is what you're doing on Friday night. You got to be careful. This this is a site mm-hmm. that millions and millions of people have. Millions and millions. <laughs> you know, say so it's nothing for them to search your name. Yep. Or number. Or number. You can search a. You can literally type in somebody's number and find their page if they got it connected to their app. I just want to put that out there, but. I agree with you, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that, I mean, just it, whatever you put out there is gonna show what type of person you are, mm-hmm. and that's and that's honestly, uh, it happened. You know, why I got a lot of bad feedback on certain things too. You know, yeah. lukewarm Christian and things like that they because they see I your might, old pictures. You see what I'm saying? They see old pictures, or I might mm-hmm. I might say something stupid, you know, where I'm just playing or something, and they may not know me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where they know, like, oh, he's just talking trash. And they may look at it like, man, that's the type of person you are. He's just a lukewarm Christian. He's lukewarm break, Christian. break it down to people what a lukewarm Christian you is. You hot and cold for Christ. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to either be hot or cold. Which one are you? Yeah, ain't no in-between. Ain't no in-between. You hot or you cold. Hot, you hot, you on fire, right? Mm-hmm. But that lukewarm is like, yeah, you know, you know God. But you ain't a hundred percent in. Mm. I was talking to my friend the other day, man. I'm finna hit you with this real right now, man. <laughs> when last time you went to church? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Where you go? I went to. Y'all should see this boy right now. He's sweating, y'all. He's sweating. Tell the truth. I went to. Um... <laughs> He's sweating. I forgot the name for real. <laughs> I went with a friend. I forgot the name, but, but I went. It don't matter. Yeah, I'm just messing went, with you. Yeah. So you go to church. Mm-hmm. And you give you know you give your life to Christ, you baptize yourself, and, and you do all these things. Mm-hmm. Imagine, like you see how well you're doing, right? I, I don't know if you guys you guys can't see this, but the studio looks great. 
But you're doing well for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just by giving 65% to God. Imagine what your life would be like if you gave 100% mm. to God. Yeah. Like you believe in God, right? Of course. You got faith in God. Of course. You believe that his word is true. Of course. Imagine if you gave 100% of your life mm-hmm. to God. If I went every single Sunday. If you went, not even just going, like it ain't about church. Church is just the building. Mm-hmm. The church is the people, right? Me and you right now in some way, uh, form or fashion, like we're having church by talking about this, by having discussion because we're fellowshipping. Okay. Right? So it's just the building. Mm-hmm. But imagine if your relationship with God was 100% where it needs to be. Okay. Like imagine, you know, like how, when the last time you talked to your mom? Oh, uh, yesterday. Yesterday. You going to talk to her today? Of course. You going to talk to her tomorrow? Uh, every day. Imagine if mama. your relationship was close or even a little bit more than what you have with your mom. Mm-hmm. Where do you think you'll be? You know what I mean? And that's where the hot comes in, right? The lukewarm is the ones that's giving the 80% and think they just, you know, that's fine, whatever. And I'm guilty of it. I'm not going to lie to you. It scares me sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. it scares me to think, like, man, if I give 100%, I'm preaching these sermons, I'm encouraging people, people are calling me, telling me, like, that word was for me, and they're, you know, saying these different things, like, this thing, that ain't nothing to play with. Yeah. But I think to myself, like, man, if I was 100% all in, mm-hmm. right, I'm not saying I'm not now, but if I'm 100% all in, mm-hmm. what could happen? You know what I mean? That's where the, the, the lukewarm Christians come in. They're not 100% in. They got one foot in and one foot out. You know, and I was offended by it. You know, you know, it got that conversation with that person that told me I was lukewarm. And I was offended. It got a little deep. You know, she said, you a, 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 a wolf in, in sheep clothing, you know. And wow. I mean, all kinds of words, you know, because of conversations that we've had in the past, you know. But I don't hold nothing against anybody. That mm-hmm. made me reevaluate myself and reevaluate how I'm projecting myself to the world. No, perception is everything. It's everything. Like people mm-hmm. wonder, like, man, why they don't give me this job? You know, but you came to the job in, in, in khakis and in a polo shirt and some polo shoes because that's all you had. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but because your perception wasn't where it needed to be. Right. Dress shirt, tie, slacks. You see what I'm saying? Dress shoes, yeah. And but imagine that, Tank. I want you to think about that. I was just talking to my friend in Columbia, and I told her the same thing. I want you to think about that tonight. Like, think about what if you really was for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying you not. I'm not saying you don't believe in God. But what if you was a hundred percent serious mm-hmm. about it? Like, no questions asked. He said, "Go, I go." Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to turn your talk show into, you know, <laughs> your podcast. Well, we to we a needed Christian. this, man. You know, I'm definitely sure. gonna promote that, man. You know, that gospel. Yeah. Even that gospel, man. Somebody might need this. You know, um, like my Tank on E. It was uh, loved it. By the way, loved, loved it. it. Loved it. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, it was something I can get my voice out because I always felt like uh, I wanted. I had something to say. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, Dre. <laughs> what up, Q? 
I got something to say. <laughs> but no, but I always felt like, you know, I always felt like I had something to say. And it just was like, you know, I didn't do it for the listeners. And I'm not doing it for, um, you know, to gain anything from it. I'm just doing it because it's just a, a, a way for me to express myself and let something out. It's just like, this is my hobby, you know, just letting everything out. And um, now I don't care if I only get one listener. You know, mm-hmm. or I get a million listeners. You know, it's you know I'm 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 just gonna be grateful for one or a million. Mm-hmm. I'm just definitely grateful for it. And um, I said with this podcast, I wanted to sit down with some of the the most positive, you know, black people that I know, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of black people that's in my life that's positive, that's doing positive things, and that continue to uh, be role models and continue to uh, uh, spread the positive message and just 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 you know ill off just like oh it's just all positivity it's like i never seen you to be a negative person you know what i'm saying never i'll talk bad about anybody you always been a positive person and um you know anytime that you would probably talk bad we would joke about them or something Mm -hmm. you know and it it was never like that you always been a positive person and always you know uh been you know center of attention in a room Mm -hmm. and um i want you to continue to be who you are man continue to be yourself continue to grow, you know, and definitely come back on the show to spread the, the word more because it might be some people after listening to this want to hear more from you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Before we get out of here, though, uh, I want to ask, you know, I ask every person that comes on, on the, um, you know, uh, Did I Lose You series, you know, where you see yourself in 10 years? Man, that's a good question. 10 years ago, I didn't see myself in this position. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of deep for me to even think about it. My goal was always to be a millionaire by 30. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm pretty close. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't, well, I shouldn't have said that. I guess everybody going to be asking for money now, man. Everybody going to want something <laughs> They going to want something now. Do you pay your tithes? I'm, hey, man, 10%. Okay. 10% goes okay. to somewhere. No, I'm just All right. But um, 10 years from now, I, I would hope to be – on a level with God that I've never imagined to be on. Mm-hmm. And that comes from, and I say that because, you know, only speaking positive, um, the things in your life can be so much better with God's involvement. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know where I would be. I don't know where I will be if God's not in the picture. So that's why I'm speaking on that level versus you know, how much money I'm going to make or how much, um, how many kids I have or, or, you know, who I'm married to. That's why I'm not speaking on it because if I'm on a higher level with God, everything else is going to fall in place because everything has to follow. It has to fall in line. Mm -hmm. And so as scary as it might sound for me and, and, you know, even thinking about it right now as I'm saying it, as scary as it may be, like I want to be, on a level with God that I've never could imagine, a level that I've never seen before. Okay. So, and that's where I see myself in ten years. You know, being with you know in a position where I'm still able to 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 be relatable and uh, take care of my family. You know, but definitely be closer with God. My prayer for me and my prayer for you and for everybody is no matter how far you go whether it's miles or whether it's, you know, 
a mental level or physical level, yeah. no matter how far you go. Or around the corner. Around the corner. <laughs> no matter how far you go, you know, my prayer is always to be closer to God. Mm-hmm. So no matter how far I go, I pray that I'm closer to him. Okay, okay, man. Let's say a little prayer for them, man. For sure, man. Yeah, let's bow our heads, man. Go ahead and do your thing. You want me to you want me to go ahead and say the prayer? Yeah, say the prayer, brother. All right, man. Close yeah. this up. I usually only do grace and uh, you know, blessings over the food, but I do this one. <laughs> hey, good meats, let's eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Through the teeth and over the gums. Look out <laughs> stomach, here it comes. <laughs> uh, um Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity. First off, God, take anything and everything out of us that may hinder this prayer, God. I just thank you for this opportunity to be on this show, God, with, with Tank. Ask that you bless him, God, and thank you for, for putting it on his heart to ask me to come uh, and be a part of this special uh, podcast, God, and ask that you bless him and bless everything that he touches and everything that he's around, God. Allow him to be successful like never before, God, with, with the understanding that acknowledging you brings more success, God. And I ask that you allow him to be grateful and allow the people around him to be blessed, God. And I just thank you and bless your name for it and ask that anybody that listens to this podcast is blessed, God, specifically this show, God, because it was an acknowledgement of you and who you are in our lives, God. And I just thank you for it right now. We touch and agree that all things that we ask shall be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Did you get did you get saved today, Tank? <laughs> did you get blessed? Are you pre- prepared for Jehovah's return? Right. Are you prepared for Jehovah's <laughs> Close the door, man. Close, Close the door. The door. But um, appreciate you coming on the show, brother. For sure, man. Anytime. I, anytime you need me, man, I'll mm-hmm. be here. You you actually are down the street from where I work. So. Oh, yeah. Anytime, man. You got to come back and record when uh, Fee's here. So, yeah, man. I love yeah. Fee, man. Shout out to Fee, man. Yeah. I miss her. Yep. So, uh. I told y'all, man, we was going to have an amazing show, man. And I'm just starting this new series, uh, Did I Lose You, inside of Tank on E. Uh, so tune in next week. I'm going to have another guest. It's going to be another deep dialogue conversation. So I appreciate y'all. One love. Did I lose you? Did I? <laughs> All right, I'll
All right. I feel a little better than that. I feel so now. Okay, y'all. I feel a little bit better. I feel all right now. All right. I feel.